To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. I'm trying to get crazy with this, see? Don't you know I'm local? Jay here, positivesarcasm.com. Find me on Twitter, even though I deleted the app, at POS Sarcasm. Uh, Facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. You can hit me up on Instagram. Hey, we're live on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm one. I'm kind of getting the hang of this. Maybe it's because I'm in a good mood. Maybe because it's the first day of spring. Maybe because it's the first day of spring. And what better way to celebrate it than with the most harmonic man alive, the Sultan of Swing, the sultrous voice of Mr. Johnny Monotone, who just randomly decided to stop by. I like those new shoes, by the way. And I never got to personally thank you live, but thank you for those are floor sharps. Wow, I got floor shines, bro. I got, I got Stacy Adams at home, but they said they wouldn't go with us because they're brown. Well, you know who makes Stacy Adams? Floor shine. There you go. But you know what? Who else? You know who makes Unlisted? No. Kevin, Kenneth Cole. Oh. Doesn't change the fact that Unlisted is a disgusting fucking shoe. Right. It's all synthetic. You know, shoes, it's made uh, out of Chinese I mean, people. What? If I didn't have to have my tooth drilled today. Yeah. You may want to grab, bring that, bring that cock right up to your face. There you go. I ha- I had to get my tooth. Well, filling pulled out, and, and while they were when? there today, this morning, and you're <laughs> yeah, you want some coffee or can you do coffee? I can do coffee. Okay. No, that was hours ago, so I have pretty much I feel normal again. Um, <laughs> although most people wouldn't know to tell to to look That's at me. Fine. How you feeling? I haven't seen you in a I pretty to you in a pretty good, days. but but I missed out because today I, I I could have been one of the um, charismatic. Is, I think is how she built it. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay. Char- charismatic volunteers at Timberland. They had a uh, volunteer event. Oh. It was like tables set up with all the different organizations that they had volunteers. So I think the idea was to have, oh, they have over, what, 400 employees or something? To have them get an opportunity to see what the different nonprofits do and, you know, mm-hmm. hey, maybe I want to go work with the dogs or maybe I want to work with the kids or, you know, whatever. Mm. Well, so, yeah, cool, man. Pretty Absolutely. sure that's what that was all about today. I missed out. That coffee is Cafe Caribe. It's Ooh. not as I I was actually going to review it this week, and I'm glad you're here. I don't think it's as good as Cafe Bustelo. Cafe Bustelo is packaged in Miami. That stuff is from Staten Island. It's not. I don't think it's as good. I don't think it's as strong of a flavor. But I gave it a little extra seed in the in the French press, so it at least tastes like coffee. A little seed. Yeah, a little extra seed. A little extra. It looks pumpa. pretty black to me. That's what she said. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, I didn't get the chance to thank you, but thank you for the TV. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. that. I was. Uh, I've been utilizing. I was it. thinking of the car. Well, I actually I do have to thank you. Uh, the, Johnny sold me my first convertible in like a hundred thousand years, but. Um, well, the idea of being able to put the roof down in a car, as I've said in previous podcasts, there's nothing better, and. Um, even though that car was a, a hefty price to pay for a six-cylinder fucking, basically a, a GM product, yeah. it gave me my freedom back as far as they, they make, make it. anymore. Yeah. Um, it gave me my freedom back as being able to put the roof down and uh, not and being able to throw my fuck straight out the window or through the roof. You gotta the get roof. an OCD person to sit on this couch because they'll pull all the hairs off. Good. Um, well, I just vacuumed that couch. I'm one of those people who vacuums couches. 
<laughs> um, you need to clean the brush. So John, yeah. Then. So uh, per usual, Johnny will be uh, he'll be joining us randomly or whenever he's available through um, you, through the first half of the podcast because he's got some other entrepreneurial type shit that he likes to get to. Would you consider a homeless person who begs for change on the sidewalk an entrepreneur? That's possibility. Because I, I mean, when I you think about so- it, a person on the a person on who's playing guitar on the street and getting donations is considered an entrepreneur. Right. So what's the difference between him playing guitar and hoping somebody will pay him than a fucking bum on the street? Well, He's not. No. Ex- it's is it, I mean, it's not a talent. Isn't isn't that kind of like politicians do? They they seek out money for not actually doing anything. Um, isn't that kind of they are junk bond salesmen. Right. Or high-yield bonds. Excuse me. That's the politically correct term. Revolutions. Yes. So Keep the customer on the Ferris wheel. Yes. And then uh, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> um, 365. Oh, yes. So, yes, your shoes year, are very decade. nice. I do I do like oh, the um, the t- the, uh, the pale uh, the pale sole. I like it. They're very clean. They're a lot like mine. Mine are the full blackies. They got just uh, enough just enough tread on the bottom of that. Yours wheel. have all tread. Mine have zero tread. Right. Um, no, very nice. Very good yeah. pick. Those are floor shimes, so they're definitely all leather upper. Back to the car, though. I walk, okay, yes. I, I drive in. I look over. I'm like. So everybody knew who's how. Who is that sexy car belong to? Uh, this sexy bitch right here. Um, that's that's a lot, lot better fit than the. Uh, well, the it's an one. angrier fit. I can tell you that much. Well, why does it have a Rhode Island sticker on it? Because it came from Cape Cod, and that makes sense. Why? <laughs> but you haven't read. You haven't. Have you registered? You haven't inspected it yet. Registered needs to be inspected. Um, so here's the thing. I was. Everybody knew I was pretty upset over the whole progressive thing, and I kind of got. I guess shafted on you know the price of the car. I mean, I had to shell out seventeen hundred bucks. I had to write a check for almost two grand to pay off my last car loan. Uh, I'll be honest about it. It's okay. You know, we all got uphill battles. And I've been searching for a little while. Uh, Johnny Monotone was precious enough to let me borrow one of his cars for the time being. So I, I've just been rolling around this little uh, this little green wagon machine. I clean the interior. I still got to wash the exterior. Oh, then throw, don't worry about um, that. And then so I've been searching for like a month and a half, and this car had just been creeping up on in the list. I've been looking very carefully. Walked away from a BMW. I walked away from a Saab 93 Arc, which is oh, a... Oh, you don't want that. Well, that's you know what why... Saab stands for, right? Well, I used to own one, so you don't need to tell me what it really stands for. But I can tell you right Something now... Something an asshole buys. <laughs> I used to own one. <laughs> and I was an asshole you, for buying it. You used it. to, though. <laughs> yes. I'm still an asshole, though. Uh, but... I used to eat at McDonald's. For, I mean. Don't don't get me wrong. The Saab was beautiful. A Saab 9.3 Arc mm-hmm. is a is a six cylinder turbo, 255 right. horsepower. But not only what with 60 something thousand miles, not a lot. But what what is your fascination with these brands that GM got rid of? I mean, it's like you cheaper. Show, you show up at the apartment building and say, yeah. "Is is Renee still here?" Look, the, well, she first of all, it anymore. was that Massachusetts. She, oh, we she left here after you guys broke up. What, <laughs> what do you mean? Are you sure Renee's not here still? <laughs> It was it was one of those dealerships that its 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 primary source of income is uh is the the it's the, not bad it's not Bustello no it's definitely it's not, not Bustello yeah. that's right um it's one of those places where you go to mass it's like it's a garage right. but then you have oh they sell cars in like a fucking mobile home trailer in the back and oh, they have a they have this like Methuen or. Uh, yeah, that type of no that no no bad. that type of idea only a little bit more west. Oh okay. Um, like like Fitchburg. West. What's that scary town next Fitchburg to Fitchburg is east, I think. No, you're right. You're right. What's I'm sorry. That scary sister town next to Fitchburg. Is All there? of them. <laughs> Lemister. Lemister. Fuck Lemister. 
Um, I love, and I love personally, no, personally, fuck Lemonster. They don't sound anything like the way they're spelled, yeah. like Worcester. Yeah, Lemonster. Fuck you. <laughs> right. um, so, <laughs> I'm gonna get so much hatred from people in Lemonster. Uh, so, well, at least it's not Ravia. Dude, Saab 93s. Why not? Beautiful car, horsepower up the ass. Yep. Car was treated like shit by its previous owner. I swear somebody got Pompeyed in the fucking thing because there was this residue on the side of the interior. I don't know what was it. But the door handle on the inside wasn't even attached. And all the service records, hint, hint, all the service records. I took the thing. I, I took off with the car for a test drive, went to some random parking area, right. put it in park, put the roof down, ripped up the glove compartment, found every single service record. We're talking five five thousand dollars worth That's of service records. On the nine three. Oh, then, but, but not good, some, sir, not good service records either. Oh, okay. He's like, no, we set it for market value. I'm like, where are you from? And I'm like, uh, I'm like market value on this thing. Well, I'm when like, you said Paul and Pate, I was picturing. No, it looks Harvey like somebody Keitel got burned. It story. looks like somebody got burned alive in the fucking That's what car. I'm saying Harvey Keitel, he was a cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I walked away from that. I walked away from the BMW three. And then I was like, I was like hesitating. I saw it started. This Mustang started popping up, and it started creeping in my head. I was getting angry. And the BMW was also rear wheel drive too. Right. So I I made a phone call, and the guy's like, he had it for listed for eight thousand dollars. You know, um, I called. I'm like, yeah, NADA, and the you know the bank's not gonna uh um buy that. And he's like, well, the least I can do is this. And I was like, sixty eight hundred, huh? Let me make a phone call real quick. What, what year is this one? That's an 03. But it's spotless. Low miles? 78. Oh, you got a good deal. Sounds like it. 6,800. That's a GT. Yeah, 270 horsepower to the crank. Oh, yeah. That's so it's the two valve. The two valve is slower, but it's more, it's economical. Here's the thing. It's a full-blown, completely clean interior. Uh, 4.6 liter, 270 horsepower with the new, with a K and, uh, they, they changed K out the air intake. Oh, nice. So 270 to the crank. Yeah. 4.6 liter V8. Um, so you'll, you'll use a It's got power in the stereo. No. Stereo was replaced. Awesome. Plus number one. Number two, the air intake. That's $150 uh, change out. Yeah. That's been replaced. The exhaust system, which sounds like your fucking sister's ass, that's been replaced. They changed, <laughs> out, the, they changed out the mufflers and the tips. Straight stainless steel Magnaflows. So it sounds extra grumpy. Awesome. And of course, the one thing, the one reason you buy, the two reasons you buy a I can Mustang. Almost hear it, you know, just the way you're describing it. Mm, yeah. You will, believe me, you will. I mean, let you take it to work so you can get it inspected. Um, even oh, if it I needs do. rear brakes, I don't care. Yeah. The one, the two things you need when you buy a Mustang has to have a V8, has to be a five-speed. It's got both. It's fucking awesome. Drove down to Cape Cod with uh, with Bobby's. Dropped six hundred there. Finance 62 with gap. Fuck. How do you say no to that? Right. And then get a, and then drive it eight months out of the year and yep. then drive another and then find something or rent something for three, four months in the wintertime. Yeah. But I've got that. That thing's going to have 85,000 miles on it before it gets tucked away from the wintertime. It's not bad. I mean, granted, it's a typical convertible. So it's got the suspension of a hooker's knees, but it really is awesome. And it's great to be back in a convertible, and I'm so glad that you got me approved for the first you one. Come up and with these I, analogies from walking on Elm well, Street, don't you? <laughs> well, I watched a lot of movies when I was a kid, as you can tell. Yeah. Um, I watched a lot when I was in the Air Force. 
it was a great it was an overnight job so. it's a great feeling it yeah. is really a great feeling um it should let you drive it actually <laughs> i should drive I, yeah <laughs> um so, so, so is it you're still waiting? You can't really drive it much right now. Cause what do you mean? I've been driving it every fucking day. Oh, so it's been a while since you've even driven the other one? Or? Uh, no, I drove the. I started driving it full time this week. Yeah. Um, I replaced the chin spoiler on it. The Mach one chin, the old chin spoiler. They get swervy, swervy. Yeah. So I replaced the chin spoiler on that for sixty bucks. With a new one, just nice and curvature. And yep. I took the old school antenna, which is like 32 inches long, bought a mini one for $8, screws right in. Boop, oh, boop, boop. So it's got an 8-inch antenna like that. Yeah. Not that I even need an antenna. I can actually just get rid of that. Right. There's maybe a couple other things I just want to do to the car, but for the most part, drive it and enjoy it. Yeah. And it is great. Um, it has three, It has three. Uh, three. what do you call it? Three gears. Soft, Uh. you know, uh, you know. Low monotone, right? Uh, low a dull roar, and just fucking nuclear. So basically, you just kind of rumble along, gear up, and then when you put, and then if you put your foot about seventy five percent in, the car tells you exactly how it feels. I went out of you know where Macris is. Yep. I I pulled into there. Um. I didn't know if you were working or not, but I was going there for my sister's birthday, so I didn't want to be late. So I stopped over there, and I came. I pulled right in. They saw me, and I went out of there so sideways. Oh, jeez. So sideways. And you know what you you don't do in a car when you go inside? I saw those tracks. Oh, yeah. The ones that go like that? That was yours. That's my (laughs) mom. Because I went there. uh, My cousin wanted to go. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, those are mine. That's funny. That was mine. There. That was they, a couple weeks ago. No. The, yeah. You know what? It, about a week ago? You know what I spelled? Overcorrect. <laughs> I basically smashed on. I smashed on the gear. Yep. Let and then let go of the gas. And you know what happens? It just goes like this, and then it flicks again. Right. The car just—it's not a lot of horsepower for a Mustang, but there's there's no Still filter. There's no filter to that horsepower. Right. So at the end of the day, 270 horsepower in a two in a in a two door car. Yeah. It's like all right. It's plenty. You're just going to rape the road. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it is a lot of fun. It's my color. It's great. I love it. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. So, dude, and I've been been snorting hot sauce all day long, so I'm, like, in this euphoric state. (laughs) I really am. I didn't realize that. that I've been, yeah, that half of that bottle, I I basically ate that today. Oh, my God. So, like, this this whole part right here is, like, it's, like, flowers are blooming out of my head. Well, I I had that feeling on... Right when she hit, she must have hit her nerve or something like that Novocaine, because like the whole, my whole face was like, oh, I have feeling in my entire face. You know, you don't normally notice that your face is there; it's just there, like yeah. your hand, or your foot. You know? Until that nerve. So is I it. just said your foot. You didn't notice your foot was even there. You just don't. You're not aware of everything all the time. Yeah, until your you the nerve is heightened I was or aware softened. Of that side of my face, like hyper aware. And it was like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It was like, like she shot in and it just went like crazy. But I didn't feel a thing when they did the uh, drilling and all that stuff. So they had to. F- I was just like, yeah, whatever, keep going. So you didn't, you didn't feel anything. Nothing. They hit the nerve perfectly. You went and you just went, all right. Well, I, the Novocaine, I felt just like whatever it was, it was like, wow, it was like a jolt. It was like being zapped or something. But, but the, um, the procedure didn't feel a thing. So it was just that initial inf- uh, filtration of the the Novocaine, yeah. Novocaine well, touching think, the, snare, the I, nerve. I think it was right, 
smack dead on the nerve, and that's probably oh, why that's, it works. That's so a good. Well. That's a good dentist. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, she's Asian, so. Yeah, they know yeah. a thing or two about mouth. Yeah, they're smart. Yeah, of course. I know uh, it's a stereotype, but. Well, I, I've never really stereotypes met, are there for a reason, bro. But I've never met a dumb Asian person. Have you? Have you ever met a dumb? A dumb Asian person. Just never met one. And I know a lot of people that are of the Asian persuasion. Um, I don't th- have I. M- you know what? That's a hard thing to. Yeah, like have I ever met a like du- Kwa? You know you Kwa. Kwa Kao. He does like websites and. Oh, I don't talk to that kid, but no, he's not stupid. Yeah, you he's know not a stu- He was not yeah. a stupid. He's not a stupid individual Wait. by any means. I just don't talk to him anymore. Uh, but he's not a dumb person at all. No. Um, I thought you were talking about Kwan. Kwan no. was a woman who I used to when I was a kid. She owned a restaurant in the Lakes region called Jade Island. Okay. And yeah, yeah. she, her, hello, my name is Kwan. I'd love to see you for Jade Island for dinner tonight. <laughs> That's how she sounded. So don't right. fucking come at me with your internet outrage, you PC pricks. That's exactly how that commercial went at the end, and that's exactly what she said. I remember that. We all have stereotypes. I mean, remember- no, that's how she sounded. That's not a stereotype. That was true. What, what was that? And that uh, restaurant was amazing. They had these huge spiders that hung off the windows when you ate. I don't know where they spit. Let's import these fucking spiders and have well, them crawling like, down the windows. It's like you got you got the monotone thing for me, but it's like yeah, it's like what was that Beverly Hills Cop. Where Which the, one? There's three. Where where Eddie the, thir- Mur- the third one is the fox body. The second one is the oil rig with uh, Sylvester Stallone's ex-wife. The, yeah. And then there's the first one. Banana on the tailpipe. That's I, thank it was you. The first one because you're gonna put the banana on the tailpipe. <laughs> he, says, he says, "Man, toughen up. You sound like a white man saying, don't put that banana in the tailpipe trick on me.' <laughs> hey, I'm gonna put the I can put no banana on no tailpipe. I remember that." That's yeah, it. don't be putting no banana up my tailpipe. The He's first like, one is really you good. You sound like a black man. You are a black man, aren't you? <laughs> the, first, the first one is... Oops, spilled a little coffee. The first one is really good. Yeah. Uh, the second one's okay, but it started to get a little... And then the third one's PG-13. Straight PG-13. He rolls in on the fucking oh, white, he, they, white fox body Mustang convertible. I mean, it's like, it's, forget the it. The movie's 30 years ago, but... Yeah, the first one's good. But the some of the things in it, they, they were just controversial at the time, like... I'm here to see Mr. Victor Maitland. Tell him, tell him the herpes test came back. Nah, nah. Like, no, you better talk to him yourself. <laughs> we don't want things starting to fall off, a man. Um, well, that no, there was a lot of there's a lot of relevance still in that movie. When you think about it, right? In that, because in Eddie Murphy's movies, not The Golden Child, definitely not that movie. No, but it, cultural it was, relevance was definitely a big thing when it came to Eddie Murphy when his movies, right? Especially. Remember the movie Trading Places? Oh yeah, oh that was a big one. Tell me how not Talk how about ac- stereotypes. That's what it was all about. Was stereotypes. That movie was accurate as fuck. Yeah. That remember that scene at the end with the with the sale with the short. Oh yeah. yeah. In the mar- in the stock market yep, is yep. is that move that point on yeah yeah people the economists still talk about them even though what they did was highly illegal. That's insider trading. Like that doesn't happen today. Well, that's why he says. Well, if somebody stops them or beats them to it, eggnog. That's part. The, he beat them to it on the insider trading. Right. And I think what would happen now, or what normally would happen, is if you were to if you were to corner the market like that, and then drive the price up or drive the price down, and all of a sudden start buying a ton or selling. I think they stop trading for that on the day, and it triggers uh, FC, not FCE, the commission, the trading office there to actually investigate. FTC, Federal Trade Commission. Thank you. Yeah. They start investigating immediately. Right. I think that's when you. Because when you compare it to the movie um, Wall Street, remember when he starts moving Greed all the stocks? Good. He remember Charlie Sheen starts moving all these stocks and yep, buying and yep. selling in heavy doses, right? And it and it triggers an immediate audit. Yep. 
I think that also contributes. I don't know if it's immediate that day if they stop doing it, but immediately tri- like for example, well, today nowadays back when Wall Street came out, I mean this was a phone. Yeah, you know, I bought Rick. Was a, was well, I bought phone. yeah because they, well they still had computers back then too. Yeah. But, but they still were running around with a lot but of. They, but they didn't. Not they like didn't, today. They didn't trigger the way they do today. No. Like nowadays, literally, I flicked on my app. October, I, that, Black October, that was in '87. They didn't have the thing to stop the market from just completely going crazy. Right, right now, I'm pretty sure now there's a lot of algorithms in place, especially with everybody trading uh, via computer, yep. day trading via at home or via an app. I sold it. I bought and sold a stock in the same day. Yeah. And it triggered me with a warning saying, don't do that or the market will identify you as a day trader, which apparently has whole, a totally different rules. Oh, uh, okay. So day trading and short selling. Right, because uh, they, they don't call it day trading because people are trading during the day because they buy and sell at the sa- within the same day. I was doing that. And it said, yeah, you don't – and the app said, don't do that. And I went, all right, I won't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing how quickly oh, how had, quickly you can deposit, we, we, we how quickly you can deals. lose all your money, and how quickly you can cry. We had one of those deals at work, speaking of that. What happened? So Now, rem- remove all the uh, personal details and just oh, yeah, yeah. D- d- divulge the facts, if you'd like. Yeah, the facts. These are all learning experiences for everybody inside oh, yeah. sales. There's so, so much in car sales you don't fucking know about. So there was this credit union that... that um, this fucking guy. Yeah. You have to put in the credit app mm-hmm. online, right? And... Um, some of the credit unions require you to put in the driver's license number. Yep. The state. Bring that thing about an inch. NHMA. That's fine. VT in this case. and For Vermont, obviously. Yep. And the expiration date. And you cannot enter the, you can't hit send or, you know, submit it unless you put that um, information in there. Well, the, the credit union approved the loan. And I think without I, vital information. Well, it wasn't that it wasn't vital, but they only approved loans for Mass and New Hampshire residents. Right. But they approved the loan, even though the driver's license was Vermont. And now they're sending us a note saying we need a New Hampshire license. Well, you're not going to get one. But you approved the loan already. <laughs> what am I going to do? So we call like three different numbers to get a hold of the customer. Guess what? You're going to have to come back. With and you got to go get your New Hampshire driver's license. And Can they do that? Well, they have to because here's the thing. Yeah, if they really want the car that bad, the address but that will kill the deal. Well, the no, the address that she put and here's the thing: only New Hampshire has no sales tax, right? In the Northeast, anyways, on buying a car. So yep. she did everything at her parents' address. Yeah. Well, if she's living somewhere else, then she just committed, you know, she just lied on the app and she can't change it. She can't change all the other paperwork to that address that's on the license because then she's going to have to pay taxes and they may not even approve it if she was to say, oh, well, let's do the, if I have a Vermont address, let's do that. You can't do that now because now the bank's going to look at it and say, "Uh uh-uh, funny business. Just take the car back altogether. Yeah, they won't. They won't the, investigate. The they'll just no. basically be like, they'll just void the deal. Right. And they can. And they have every and right to. Yep. We, I, that happened to me when I was in car sales. Yeah. We so. had a. They had a deal. It was. I mean, it was some shade. We did. We did some shady shit. You know that. You've seen it. Uh, we had a, a girl come in with a terrible credit score, and somebody else was going to co-sign, but it wasn't. Uh, his her score was so her score was so bad. We put him 
on on top. This isn't bad. It's not bad. If you like some more, please. No, no, I'm good. Um, it's a little. And she, the, the bank called, and they wanted. We listed him as the driver. He wasn't the driver. She was. The right. bank called and asked him. Uh, and uh, sh- she's the. Um, you're the primary driver of this car, sir. No, my daughter is. Oh. Fuck. Yeah, don't do that. They called us, brought the car back. And that was it. And, well, I had to, and, then, and I had to text the girl and be like, you have to bring the car back. And I was yeah, like, and, then, and then you get the other situation. And, and then you've just fucked the relationship with the bank, too. Right. But that, this dealership did not give a shit. Well, then you got the other situation. And, you know, if you weren't in the business, you wouldn't even probably hear this term. A straw deal. You know what a straw deal is? Refresh my memory, but yes. Okay, so say. I've heard that a lot. But remember, it's been say a that, long time. Say that I, I went to a dealership and I. um. And I went and financed this Mustang, but for you, yep, you're going to be making the payments. You'll be driving it and everything, but your credit—you have no credit or something. Some reason, I'm not—I'm not co-signing for you. I'm just doing the whole deal in my name. That's a straw purchase, right? So you're doing the deal, in your, but you're not the driver. You're not right. even, yeah, not even going to be on. That drive. is. Yeah, so basically you're not even going to be on the insurance. Right, and and the reason why, I guess the reason why it's illegal is because it's somebody skirting the fact that they don't have good enough credit to get a loan, to get a car, or <clears throat> or it could be that they have bad driving record or who knows. Right. Normally but it's not... Kind of a weird law, well, if you have a bad driving, a reason behind it. Normally if, you've have a, if you have a bad driving record, yeah. um, then you just won't have a license, period. You know, they'll just take your license. That's not normally anything I would have ran into. But here's the easiest way. If you just have bad credit and you're looking to re-up your credit and you need a car in the process, the only thing you need is money down. The only thing you need is money down. How much, you ask? Uh, Well, first of all, five grand gets you anything. If you have $5,000 in cash, you'll get anything. First of all, if you have $5,000 in cash, you can just buy a car in cash. I mean, I bought my Saab 9.5 Turbo fucking five grand my grand prix gtp supercharged five grand but you know here's the thing but if you need the credit yeah you gotta have a, you gotta pay more it gives you more credit i mean if if you're not looking at a huge interest rate you better off to not put a ton of money down and just have gap insurance instead mm-hmm. because people will put down two or three grand they get you know a car accident totals their car their car gets paid off Right. They don't have a gap. I got gap but, just to be safe. But they don't it. get that extra two or three grand that they put down. See what I mean? Yeah. So I you're, mean, I, you're smart the way you did it. Well, I didn't have gap last mm-hmm. time. This time I got it just because it was only an extra 400 bucks. Right. I mean, at that's not that's not bad. Dude, for $6, I, I'm yeah. it's 152 a month for 48 months. Yeah. Smart. At, when I'm having them pull 155. I'm like, I got this fucking car paid yeah. off in two years. There you go. That's it. Just like I was like, it's too good to say no. And then I'll just rent a car or or get something for the winter time or for when it's really bad. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, no. If you I might if you, have an extra one by then. I'll yeah, probably you probably sell this one. Well, let me know. I mean, if it's like a super clean Buick Century, I don't care. Yeah. But the thing is, is <laughs> when you are buying a car, it is you definitely want to. In my Does opinion, GM still make Buick. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Buick is a, is a, one of GM's major. Oh, that's brands. that's the one that they get the commercial. All Buick the time. has that new. That's really a com- oh, this Buick. Buick has a really beautiful convertible out called like the Concorsa or the 
Con- oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, now, you know, now you mention it. Yeah, Concerta, fucking Ritalin, Goodness. whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it is a beautiful, small, compact, well-put-together, bumblebee-looking fucking convertible. It's yeah. absolutely gorgeous. It's overpriced, but it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's just a perfect car for anybody who is disappointed with the Volkswagen so it's not like EOS. Nissan Murano convertible. That's That was that's a lesbian car. That's not quite a gorgeous car. No. I liked the idea, but it just it didn't work. It was like an attempt at pulling customers away from the Jeep Grand from the Jeep Wrangler. Right. Which you'll never do. No. You if you want an SUV it's with one no, of those weird things like the Jeep pickup think, truck. Have you seen this? I know it's coming out. Well, they used to do that. It was called like the Jeep Tomahawk or something. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Fucking Abenaki. They're bringing back the Bronco now. Well, the Bronco looks sick. Yeah, it looks aggressive, it does. It dude. Does. It looks like that. It looks like that truck out of uh, Tango and Cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, that thing looks cool. Yeah. Well, because well, the reason is, is because uh, Ford is killing off a ton of its. Uh, surplus yeah, line. They're, they're basically so going to keep the Mustang, and they're ditching their Brazil plant. They said we're getting the fuck out of Brazil. Yeah, because for a while, a lot of their engines and transmissions were made in Mexico and in France. Yeah, uh, Mustang engines and transmissions also included in that statement I just made. Uh, at least the six cylinders, the eight ones. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Kentucky. Th- I think they keep a close eye on their five. Their five liters too. Yeah, I don't know what they put in the Mustangs now. I think they're also five liters. Yeah. They got rid of the four sixes and switched back to the five liters. Um, it's nostalgia, nostalgia power. But yeah, they they got rid of the Brazil plant. They cut they cut ta force. They cut a large you know the Taurus and the Focus whatever All the cars except for the Mustang. I yeah, think. the Mustang, and then maybe they're gonna probably like, do like a Mustang electric. They're gonna have a first few, of all the Mustang electric needs to sound like SUVs. a rocket ship. If you're gonna do an electric Mustang, yeah. you it needs to sound different than anything else out there. It can't sound like a Tesla because Tesla doesn't make. You know sound. what's holding back the whole thing on the electric cars is the batteries. Well, they're they heavy, but they're, they just haven't gotten just they're like that close. They are close. Well, Tesla you know? is definitely doing it, and then I think in about ten years, other companies will be following suit. Volvo's gonna be following suit. Porsche is gonna be following suit. There's a lot of hyper cars right now that are switching over to fully electric. I, Fisker I, Karma, the ones that were being set on fire whenever it rained, right. their fa- they actually just came back too. Think, and then of I course you're the, like we're like one little missing link, one little away from this huge explosion in technology. Well, what's what the Toyota now is amazing compared to 30 years ago, but it's amazing. It's pretty impressive. Well, it, when, it, you, when you stop and think about this, right? Yeah. You go back to the, how do you get to the top of the uh, Mount Washington in a train? Mm. Steam, right? Yeah. And wh- what do they make the steam with? Burning coal. Yeah. Well, now they have other something else. I forget with diesel or whatever. I don't know what it's run on. Well, it may, might be electric for all I know. But they they um, basically, they're burning something to create hot water and then steam. And then the steam turns the turbines, and that's where the momentum comes from. Mm-hmm. And same thing up in Bow there when they make electricity. Burning coal to make hot water. Well, Seabrook. You go down to Seabrook, the nuclear power plant? That's nuclear. Mo- nuclear is safe. But it's nuclear, safer when it doesn't go off. <laughs> right. But do you understand what's going on here? They took this new technology. They're still heating up water. They're still making steam. It's the steam that, that turns the turbines that creates the electricity. It's not the nuclear. The nuclear is just a better way to heat water. See? Yeah. So there's no real change in the technology. It's just a new, a different way to heat water. And 
it's a kind, cleaner way to heat water. Yeah, it's kind of like that with the batteries too, right? Because you you have this technology that they've been using. You put a charge in, it stays in there, and then when you need it, the charge comes back out. And it, the fundamentals behind a battery have not really changed. The technology's gotten a little better, but it's gotten more efficient. At some point, they're gonna click over to something that is nothing like what we have today. It could be you could have something maybe it's wafer thin. But mm-hmm. it, it could get you from here to California in one charge or something. Yeah, it, it just depends on the molecule. We need R and D and proper subsidies. So. Nanotechnologies, maybe. Yeah, well, it's being worked on right now. There just needs to be proper subsidies to promote those good uh, industries. So we need. And more for a while, I was very skeptical. I was very skeptical about the amount of subsidies that Tesla was getting, but now they're starting to turn a profit, and I think that they will they will promote other companies to do better. Because at the end of the day, you know, a lot of other companies. We're not doing what they should be, and the market right. has definitely turned on them. Yeah, um, I didn't like the bailouts. I was not happy about the bailouts. No. But look at Ford; they didn't even need one because they well, did, yeah, Ford they said no thanks. Did things the right way, but they're still struggling. But they still have yeah. they have great brands. Like the right. F one fifty is a great brand, number one selling vehicle. Yeah, I think Ford world. will be. I think Ford will or be okay. I would hope Ford would be okay. Yep. I, you think? I think they'd be okay, right? If they're going to cut, they're making okay. drastic cuts to a lot of their lines. They still have a huge market in the U.S. They have that Ford Raptor, which is a fucking beast, right. which apparently is very popular. Brandon oh, yeah. Schaub, Brandon Schaub, former mixed martial arts UFC fighter, now uh, arena, com- not arena, but theater comedian. He yep. sells out all his shows. He he drives a, a Ford Raptor, and it's getting a lot of plug right now. Uh, well, it, that, that, ba- that football guy there that just retired, he drives a... Uh, I'm pretty sure what's-his-face drives a, one, too, doesn't he? Latinum F-150. Yeah, doesn't Dwayne Johnson drive one, too? Can you believe that? 29, he's got retiring, Gronk. Good for him. Well, it's yeah, smart. I, I would, too. He's chasing money that doesn't involve getting CTE. That's true. You know? he already had that before he went in the game. Oh, that's from beer. <laughs> um, But, no, that's smart. That's That's really smart. And, you know, I mean, yeah. You know what, I, though? He, and he's right, also he, a machine. He's also a, a beast. I mean, he got injured a lot. He so. could be in movies. He could be in television commercials. Yeah, he's he, a great personality. He's got it. He's got it all. The guy's got how many rings he got? Three. Yeah. So he he's done more. his job. He did his job. Right. He wasn't a pain in the ass. He right. didn't he fucking did, double homicide it, two people either. Right. And he didn't stay around long enough to look at us talking a, sports. <laughs> get a get a brewski, uh, you know, you know, a heart attack. Like yeah, brewski. exactly. I mean, I mean, he who knows how what physical or emotional or damage is done to his body, but the fact is, right. he's 29 years old. He's played in the league for what 10 years, eight yeah. to 10 years. Yeah. He's got nine, three nine Super Bowl rings. With arguably, and yeah, I know I'm not a sports fan, nor am I really a Boston fan, but arguably uh, one of the the most decorated quarterback of all time. And up there with Joe Montana and John Elway as the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Tom Brady. Oh, Brady. He played alongside him. He's one of the greatest tight ends of all time. He's he's arguably one of the greatest wide receivers for the New England Patriots of all time. I mean, in my opinion, you put him on the team with Jerry Rice, I mean, you won't stop them. So yeah, I mean, it, and it's one of those. So things good for him for like, calling it. Why not leave while while you know everything's good? You and it's know? not like he, and it's not like he can't come back. You know what I mean? He's like a, a year later. I'm bored. I want to play again. Right. Who's gonna say no to Rob Gronkowski? He's six oh, foot seven, two hundred and fifty pounds. Money to bring him back. Oh yeah, he'd get an easy one year, eight to twelve million dollars, oh, and he's back in the game. Even. Yeah. But he's not Tiki Barber. Tiki right. Barber didn't have any fucking personality to be on TV, whereas Gronk, he's the party guy, he's got a great sense of humor, great personality. He's fucking attractive as fuck. He 
can do there's nothing he can't accomplish what time you got okay so you got a bolt in 10 minutes he yeah. so there's nothing you can't he can't do so right. good for him for wanting to for wanting to bail and not bail i mean he's had a he's had an 8 to 10 year career in the national football not the football league so <laughs> most guys a lot of guys don't make it that far no and even the guys that and he's a hall of famer they don't Fuck play, yeah he is. they don't play for the best team or the with the best quarterback. I don't give a shit. I don't care if he played for the Cleveland fucking Browns. He did. Well, even if he did, he's still an amazing. And yes, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He's a Hall of Famer. Is Eli Manning a, a Hall of Famer? He's got two Super Bowl rings against the uh, arguably the greatest quarterback in, in Super Bowl in NFL history. So yes, Eli Manning should go in the Hall of Fame. Then absolutely Rob Gronkowski should go in the Hall of Fame. No right. questions asked. He was a master at his position. He, he had a fucking personality to die for. He was an animal on the field, unstoppable in his position as a blocking tight end. Yeah. And as and yeah, guys, I don't watch fucking sports at all, and I know all this shit. I really don't either. Um, and he read he read the routes. That's one thing as a wide receiver or a tight end. He had to be a block. You had to not only as a tight end, you have to block and receive, and you have to listen to everything that Tom Brady See, tells you and he, do it correctly. Right. All while hungover, and well, that was Rob Gronkowski. Exactly. Well, you talk you talk about not watching the sports a lot. I mean, I was I was at one of these events in uh, the uh, the Li- Liberty, the uh, Comfort Dog, the Hero Pups is yep. training. So. She's there with Lenny, the the guy from the police department, and hmm. he's he's a handler. And um, he said, um, "Oh, I've got a couple T-shirts. I wanted to, we wanted to get signed by Teddy Bruschi." I was like, he does a lot of signings too. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, I can go, I can go grab them." So I grabbed the T-shirts because he said they're over in the bleachers in the second row in the Shaw's bag or whatever they were. I think they were the only ones that have paper bags, right? Who Shaw's? Everybody's going to have them soon. That's a whole other story. But um, Send me the link. Just send me the link when you get a chance. To what? I don't know. If there's a story behind it, there's going to be a link. So if there's a story, oh, send me the link. Oh, you're talking about the paper bags. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send Why, you is there link. not a lot of ugly women walking around? Hey, so. <laughs> remember making book things with those? Making book things? Book covers? Paper oh, bags, yeah. Yeah, when I was like bags. in third grade, you right. fuck. Well, we, did, we were doing it in high school, but. I don't think you were even in school yet when I was in high school. Well, anyways. No, I, so, think, I don't think we were in the same class there, <laughs> Mr. Johnny. I think we I think, were fu- fucking few years apart. I think of like six years old, 16 years older than you. Yeah. Physically, maturity, you got a long way to go, son. 14. 14. <laughs> the text message I get from you, man. I'm a funny right, guy. I are. can't do math. Off the record. <laughs> so, paper bags, Shaw's. Um, yeah, we lost. We, where'd we go? We were talking about hybrids. No, we were talking about electric cars. Yeah. And then something to do with Rob Gronkowski, book signings, Teddy Bruschi, Liberty Dog. Oh, right. So so I found the paperback. Fucking Alpha Brain, found, people. Found... Onnit.com, Alpha Brain. All Alpha Brain. That stuff is amazing. I need to get back on it clearly. Yeah, you do. So Teddy Bruschi signing so I found, I found the t shirts. Yep. I'm walking back down through this crowd of people. Mm-hmm. Said hi to Chris Ryan. It's guy i know that he's he's uh dj on wkxl i believe kxl and he was like hey how you doing he was in the middle of doing some kind of interview or something yep i go back to lenny and i was like um lenny i got the shirts what is ted teddy brewski look like because he looks like me i didn't yeah well i didn't he's got a little he's got a comb over over, he's got big shoulders i was like i i I didn't even you know i wasn't even thinking i don't even know what the guy looks like he was like google it he says you just walked right by and said hi to Chris Ryan. He's the guy that Chris Ryan's interviewing, or the, yeah, 
Chris Ryan's interviewing this guy in the middle of the hallway. I'm like, oh, I just <laughs> you know, yeah, Teddy Bruschi. So I walk back over. And, yeah, you know, he's he's uh, short Italian, short of Italian descent. He's got dark hair that's combed over to the right, a little bit of frizz to it. He's got a so- he's got a soft, approachable voice. Yeah, he's got like brown eyes, I think. Yeah, and uh, he just just looks like a normal weather reporter, but the motherfucker hits hard. Yeah, and he gets and he also had. Oh, uh, he's a three-time Super Bowl champion. He also had a he also yeah, like you said, he had a small stroke. I think with I that think hole in his stroke. heart. I said I yeah, said heart he attack, rec- but yeah. he's an animal and he recuperated. Was he back on the field after that? That was yep. while he was playing. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and he's he got three back. and he's I got three he rings. He's got the original team. He's yep. got the one against the 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 the, the Eagles. Eagles and the, the, the yep. Eagles, and then he's got number three, which I don't remember who was against, but um, yeah, he's got those three. Wasn't the Giants. So he was no. a re- part of the original crew, for it, sure. It the, uh, Giants, the Vinatieri it? years, the Vinatieri years. Oh, Vin- oh yeah. Adam Vinatieri years, the forty-eight yeah. yarder. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you got like five more minutes, and I get you out of here. You're heading to Bedford, right? Yep. You got a little. What is it? The Bedford little, Farms. Eyes wide shut. Isn't that where you work? Yeah. What are you doing? Wait. Number yeah, five. I, I, building five. What are you doing at Building Five? Nagler Group. Oh yeah, yeah. They're a staffing agency. Yeah. You're yeah. just heading over there to say hi and well, chew no, the fat. They're, they're doing- Doing a networking event, so. Oh, uh, what's that fucking guy's name? James Avant. He works for the Nago Group. Oh, okay. Um, I haven't talked to him in forever because well, I don't let's give go a look shit. Let's go your car. You wanna go look right? We're gonna take a quick. We're gonna take a quick uh, break. Uh, you guys and in the live stream. We'll, come back we'll be back, and uh, I'm gonna finish up the podcast with a movie review of Jurassic World. How bad it was. Uh, we'll be back, and we'll finish up for a good 20, 25 minutes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Bye. All right, we are back. Whew. Johnny Monotone stepping in for the first 40. Oh, my nut. Hold on. Mind if I pour some coffee? Do you mind? Oh. Pouring coffee. Appetite suppress it. Oh. oh, man. You know what's crazy is all these notes, all that effort, and all that research of topics and documentation backing up my facts and all that bullshit and then next thing you know johnny monotone stops by aka mr monotone stops by and cleans up a good a solid 40 minutes it's great maybe i should have guests more often i should reach out to johnny yaz and see what he's doing he's good with planes and shit um i need to sign up with the ama i keep forgetting to do that Anyways, uh, let's see here. What am I going to go over? Let me clean this fucking... There we go. Mm. You know what? Let's jump to the movie review for this week. All right. Uh, movie review. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom 2018. Uh, action adventure. If that's what you want to call it. Uh, starring some Claire Danes looking broad and... <laughs> Oh God! Fuck it. Who cares? All right. If here's the reason I I probably say this before, but there's a reason I want to um, state this again. With all your money going everywhere nowadays, and the amount of time that you actually have to invest, okay, with everything that you're doing, okay, no matter what it is, you want. I I think it's important to allocate your time very wisely to whether. To everything that you're, to everything that you're doing, anywhere that you're going, anywhere at any time. I know I'm kind of, I tr- sort of Michael Eric Dyson that, but 
you're going to spend a, if you want if you're going to spend money on a movie, spend time on a movie, and invest yourself in a movie, which nowadays usually leads to a sequel, which leads to a trilogy, which happens to have a, pre- a prequel, which is followed by a spin-off, and then is normally followed by a reboot. It involves your time. Your time is also money. So if you, there's a ton of movies on Netflix, there's a ton of movies on Disney, there's a ton of movies on Hulu. What invest? What are you going to invest two and a half hours on if you're going to sit there and watch something? Um, you want something that prevents you from scrolling, you know, just sitting there and going through an inst- into an Instagram hole. You want something that's going to entertain you, something that's going to entertain your family, something that's going to hold your interest, something that's going to make you feel good or make you feel something uh, useful at the end of the vid, at the end of the movie. So why not make it a good movie? And I can recommend things that you would want to watch or considered watching. Or if it really is that bad, you can just hear the review or read the review, and then you can move on with your day onto something else. So, and it's important with all kinds of movies coming out nowadays, everything, you know, you're spending all this money on Netflix, on Hulu, on Amazon Prime, and then you have all these options for for uh, 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 streaming service, audio streaming services like Spotify and Pandora. You want to invest your time and your money wisely. So when it comes to a movie like Jurassic Park, or a, a, excuse me, a series like Jurassic Park, it should really you would hope that that automatically it would be worth your time. Now, Jurassic Park was a phenomenal, groundbreaking movie as far as CGI, uh, uh, mechanical effects, acting, environment, and a promise for a much larger world, sequels and and spinoffs and things like that. Jurassic Park absolutely did that. Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World, was a was actually back in the day. I haven't watched it since, but it left out some of the original cast and focused more on Jeff Goldblum's character. Jurassic Park three, the kind of it got lost in that late '90s shuffle of bad sequels, like Terminator three. Was it Terminator three? Terminator three around there to late two thousand, late '90s, early two thousands, such as you know Terminator three, uh, Jurassic Park three. I think Aliens, Alien Revolution, Resolution, or what the fuck was it? It was bad. Alien something shitty came out around the same time as well. That little amount of time that you could be spending on a better movie, on on something better overall, is something I'm willing to invest my time into. So when it comes to Jurassic Park, they did. They revamped the entire world, gave it a whole, a brand new fresh life with Jurassic World. You know, Chris Pratt from Guardians of the Galaxy is in it. Uh, he get you know a fresh, strong face to reinvigorate the franchise. That movie crushed in the box office. Okay, it had a solid plot. It had it gave a new sense of life and personality to the actual dinosaurs. It kept some of the nostalgia that you had from the original 1994 original, the original book by Michael Crichton, uh, originally directed by Steven Spielberg. Who I think did a good job with the with uh, Ready Player One, and it led it had a it held at least a promising future for Ju- not Jurassic Park but Jurassic World. What happened in this movie, Fallen Kingdom, was obviously just a was nothing short of a rush job, 
a true rush job, a slap in the face to the original movie, the original book, and the uh, the original premise to everybody that worked on it. And first of all, the writers for this movie, the rush, the rush screenplay, the writing. First of all, bad writing. Okay, bad writing, bad screenplay, bad development, rush screenplay. The humor was weak. It had zero. There was the casting. It almost seemed like it was diversified, but with almost zero effort. Oh, we need somebody to fill this role, and they have to have these credentials. Oh, let's just get that person. Yeah, I know there's a lot of actors out there that I've never met before. I know they need to get some young people in the in the freaking cast as well. But nobody gave a shit about these characters. If they died off, nobody would have gave a fuck. Even Chris Pratt's character and in, in his love interest in the movie from the last movie, that just it was devoid. It was cardboard character cutout bullshit. Nobody cared about these characters at all. And the whole plot was super rushed. And you have to have some type of emotion for the dinosaurs. And in this case, there was no emotion for the dinosaurs. You you love to you hate to love the T-Rex. You love to hate the Velociraptors, which has been spun in this movie to loving those Velociraptors because of the introduction of Blue. Blue is this hyper-intelligent Velociraptor that was raised by Chris Pratt's character in Jurassic World. And that kind of coaxes Chris Pratt to come back to rescue it because apparently in this movie, the fucking island's going to explode and they need to get all the dinosaurs off the island so they can uh, get them to another island that is completely self-sustaining so the dinosaurs can live happily ever after just on, a, just on that island. So that's the whole original plot of the movie. But then there's a double cross, people get traded, and the next thing you know, they're going to get sold off to the highest bidders and turn into weapons. And that's where this movie starts to kick into gear, or at least tries to. And the whole scene where the move, where the, the whole island explodes should have been a massive plot setting for this entire movie. But instead, it, it almost seemed like it, it was an unforgettable blip on the radar. A whole island just fucking exploded. The, the, the volcano was erupting, and it just didn't carry. When a volcano explodes in a movie, it has to be so cataclysm, cataclysmically uh, imprinted onto the viewer, onto the audience member, that they never forget it. Okay? And... That's that's the thing. I mean, there there are not. I don't remember them being a lot of. There's a, there was volcano and Dante's Peak, which came out at the exact same time. Okay, uh, back in the late '90s. Now it was that obviously it was all about volcano, but it was yeah it was all it was all about volcano. I'm not sure where I was going with that, but it was almost like an irrelevant CGI special effect. That yeah this this thing's gonna happen, and then we're gonna move to this scene, and then we're gonna this is gonna happen. It was so, uh, this is how I really want to word it. It was a rushed, bad, poorly acted sci-fi TV original. That is That right there, to call it a, t- a made-for-TV movie by Sci-Fi Channel, which used to make sh- and still does make shitty original movies, that's a slap in the face to the entire franchise in general. Even the third one, which wasn't even that good. But it was an absolute it's an absolute slap in the face to make this fucking movie and spend hundreds of millions of dollars. This movie, I guarantee you, cost definitely did not cost any less than two hundred million to make and promote. Okay? Movies like this, they they don't exist for a hundred million dollars anymore. 
Chris Pratt alone demands a shit ton of money. Why? Because he's the fucking guardian of the galaxy. Or at least one of them. He's the main one. I mean, come on. Well, he's technically dead right now, but... Um, it's it's disappointing to me to, to go through each... There was like four main parts in this movie. And then how it ended... How it ended... First of all, the two the two screenplay writers, the two writers of this movie, don't have a large resume. They worked on the original Jurassic World, which was cool because I'm sure there was a lot of effort put into that first movie. But that's all they've really done. They don't have a huge history of success when it comes to actual uh, writing movies, writing plot, things like that. They don't. You can look them up. Go to IMDb, look up Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. You'll find the two screen the two writers, the original writers and the screenplay writer. Not a lot going on. Same thing with uh, the director. But then again, a director, I don't know how much a director... A director can have a severe factor on a movie nowadays, or he can be completely fucking useless. Or he can just be kind of there. Because there's also a second director who takes role and does a lot of the work too. But I don't... It definitely didn't have an effect, a positive effect on this movie in general. Okay, so Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom... With its bad writing, its rushed screenplay, the humor was terrible. The hu- the humor was so homogenized and garbage and expected. Tip, it was absolutely expected from certain cast members. From the moment you saw them, you knew that they were going to make bad humor or bad decisions or quippy lines or be or be stereotypical bad guys. And the bad guy in this movie was you knew one of them. You knew the one was this one was going to be a double cross, or he's basically a scumbag in a white tie. That you knew that this other guy was like this this army type of grunt mercenary. You just looked at him and went, "Yep, he's a douchebag." You knew it was coming from him. The characters were so fucking formulaic that it was and it was just absolutely dreadful to the bone. It didn't even the beginning had a little bit of promise, but it was very dull. And then after that, it was. I already knew going into this movie that I was going to have a strong argument on my hands to make it sound like a good movie. Uh, but I'm sorry to say, this is just a solid bad movie. It is not worth a watch at all, really. Uh, was it as bad as Justice League? No. It had some entertaining value for the fact that it had dinosaurs in it and the promise for maybe a better sequel. Because at the end of the movie, it leaves it wide open for not only a, a sequel, but a whole universe. But why the hell are you going to spend two hours watching any movie in general with the hopes that the last five minutes are going to completely change your fucking life? You know? That was the problem with Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was this huge thing. It was supposed to be all kinds of jazz attached to it. And at the end of the day, it all boils down to where the truth was. Some people were saying it was this. It was amazing and fabulous. You knew they were full of shit. And then you knew there was all these people on the other side saying it was fucking awful and garbage and it was insulting to males and blah, 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 where you always know the truth is somewhere near the middle. The movie from mass majority was it was okay, nothing special. And for $200 million, this movie should have been more than eh, something special with at the end only being like the last 30 minutes really being good. You don't spend $15 on a movie ticket for 30 minutes of really good. You spend $15, $20 on a movie ticket to get blown away, brought to tears, or crushed, or laugh your ass off. Okay? I don't have much to say about Captain Marvel other than the fact that there's a lot of skepticism behind the actual truth 
of the the box office numbers, the and just the actual reviews on everything behind it. But I but I did see Jurassic World, and I can tell you right about now, I can tell you full blown, it's a giant pile of shit. Okay, Jurassic World is a huge disappointment. I never blame it on the actors. I always blame it on the producers, the publishing company, and the people who wrote it. So, uh, let's see. I just got a message. Let's see. Uh, Riley says, how are you? Hello from Twitch stream. You can find me. I stream this every week on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm. One, how are you? Hello. I am fine. How are you, Riley? It's nice to uh, see you. Uh, Riley, if you haven't noticed, the reason that I'm so far away in the uh, Twitch stream is because I had I had Johnny Monotone in here uh, about 30 minutes ago, and we were shooting the shit about all kinds of stuff. And of course, if you ha- didn't happen to catch that part, and you do want to catch that part, it will be available on iTunes and and uh, blah 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 and st- Stitcher, Switcher, Stitcher, Twitch, Stitcher. It'll be available on all downloadable platforms so itunes stitcher podcast addict google play music you can subscribe you can share you can like you can review so it'll be available on all those uh as early as tonight as late as tomorrow morning uh i make an effort of once i finish doing the podcast stream unless i have other business to attend to i will absolutely get this thing out there uh onto positive sarcasm.com where you can download it there so you can actually listen to it offline if you wanted to from there but it goes right up there, and then boom, it gets shot out into the world. Hello, world. So you can uh, absolutely, you can download there from there. You can you can subscribe. Yeah, subscribers are up. Uh, RSS feed is up. People are listening. People are commenting. I'm maybe going to have more guests in the future. I had a bunch of, I still haven't answered the question of the uh, the worst movie I've ever seen. That was like, I, I was going to ask that question like three podcasts ago. I still haven't gotten to it. I had another question I was going to answer, but the angriest I've ever been. I was going to talk about hot sauce. Uh, what is Scoville? The hottest ones. How how it how healthy it is overall. What it, what the health effects are for you. I was going to talk about uh, drones on the farm. How they pay for themselves twenty times over. I was going to talk about peanut allergies. I was going to talk about the new nine non-binary character that you can select when flying uh, fucking. United Airlines or American Airlines or whatever that bullshit is. Uh, I was going to talk about critical thinking and CTE, uh, mental dexterity. I was going to talk about hallucinogenic therapy. I was going to talk about Cafe Bustello versus Cafe Caribe, which we kind of covered in uh, in the beginning when we sat down. Uh, Cafe Bustello and Cafe Caribe are both coffees uh, that are packaged like cocaine. Um, value and flavor. It's kind of a big thing with this podcast. I was going to talk about all that stuff. But sure, Johnny Monotone had to come in and crash the fucking party. Actually, I was really happy to see him. Uh, I do really appreciate him helping me out. He gave me a, a beautiful TV. He let me, you know, uh, you know, roll in his car for a little bit. Well, I was just because I was car searching. I wanted to find the right car for me. For me, I wanted to find the right car for me. It does. You really, truly want to take the time to find the right car for you. Uh, take, you know, take a solid month. If you have the time, you can spare it. You know, take an Uber once in a while, stretch those days out, find a car that really suits you, that makes you feel super comfortable, super comfortable, that you can afford, that you're willing to make your travel, you will travel at least 50 miles for. Um, I did, I had to drive all the way to Cape Cod, Cape Cod, Cape Cod, to find the vehicle that best suit my needs. And believe me, uh, it was well worth it. It was absolutely well worth it. The feeling I'm getting right now 
besides the amount of habanero sauce that I ate today, uh, shout out to Badia, B-A-D-I-A, hot sauce company, uh, for uh, liking my stuff on Insta. Um, I feel so much better. Things are going so well right now. Uh, I'm working on vlog material right now. I'm, you know, I can't wait to drop the roof. The springtime is coming. Things really do look promising. I, there's not a lot of obstacles. I mean, the Matthew principle that was taught taught to me by Jordan Peterson, clinical psychologist, the Matthew principle. For those who have nothing, everything will be taken. For those who have everything, more will be given. So it means that you should not stay in one place. Do not stay uh, uh, idle. Always keep pushing, always keep moving, always keep expanding, whether it's mentally, physically, financially. Always be striving for new things, new destinations. Don't settle for the first thing that comes across your plate. I searched for a month and a half to find this fucking car, and I didn't hesitate once I saw it. Once I got, no, I didn't didn't hesitate once I saw it. I didn't hesitate once I realized that the opportunity was within my hands and it was a car I truly wanted to look at. And once I saw it, I knew there was enough for me to pounce on. I appreciate those who helped me get down there to go see the car. You know, shout out to Bobby. It's been a great lead up to spring, and now spring is going to be even better. I look forward to getting back, getting these vlogs uh, uh, that I've been working on uh, on pen, pen to paper. That's what that's the stage they're in, and then I want to get the audio work done on them so I can get them. And then once I get the audio work done on them, I can start shooting them. They require a little bit of specificity and, you know, a little bit of the Joey touch. Um, but I look forward to getting them done and then getting them up online. But it's been about an hour. I've kind of lost track because normally when, when when Mr. Monotone leaves, like I'll just go off the handle with him for like a solid 40 minutes. Then he leaves and I have to come back and regroup and go back into my, my, my notes and kind of, you know. But. Um, you know, I finished that out, I think a solid 20 minutes of talking about the movie review that I wanted to Jurassic park, two stars, uh, well, Jurassic world, fallen kingdom, two stars. Don't waste your time, but you can find me streaming every week on twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm. One, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. You can find me on minds, minds.com search positive sarcasm there. You can download me on podcast addicts, stitcher, uh, iTunes, Google Play Music. So I'm on there. You can also down- find my information directly at positivesarcasm.com. If you want to contact me at positivesarcasm.com or you can email me directly positivesarcasm at outlook.com. You can donate. If you want to go so want to support this podcast and everything that I do, go to positivesarcasm.com, click the donate button or just go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Uh, if you guys have if you have movies you want me to recommend, you have questions that you want to hit me up with, if you have coffees that I think you think I should try or any comments or concerns in general, unless I've already blocked you, which I think that was only like one or two people, so don't worry about it. You're probably not one of them. But if you have any other questions or concerns, I I I love being able to spit into the microphone again. It's been a great like 10 weeks since I started doing this again. Probably more than 10 weeks. Probably been like 15 weeks now. I've been doing this since like fucking October. I'm so glad to be doing this again. I'm so glad that I, everything is starting to come together for me. I'm so glad that just, just I can share all this craziness with you, spitting into a microphone, all these raw thoughts can eventually can be molded over, molded into something, and all the bad shit can be kind of pulled out. Um, And then we can really have a conversation. I think we should really, from all the stuff I've seen lately online, 
we really everybody needs to have a head-to-head conversation with their friends, their family, not their coworkers. You don't want to talk to your coworkers. Coworkers are weird. But that that head-to-head face-to-face conversation, a true conversation, straw steel manning everyone's arguments, trying to figure out what the the thoughts are they're coming from. Their, you know, their beliefs, their hopes, their dreams, just common interests. I feel really good. I totally want to promote that and I want to uh look into more stuff, continue to be sarcastic, con- con- continue to be somewhat inspirational and to just have fun doing this, talking to myself. I love talking to myself. It's always a blast. And talking to other people whenever they feel like stopping by. But it's been an hour and three. I thank you all for stopping in. I thank you all for, for whoever stopped in on Twitch and asked me a question that never really never really went anywhere with that. But uh, yeah, that's been good. Thank you for watching, listening, subscribing. Please support this program. Support my my attempts to be somewhat normal and uh, support the new floor the new Floorsheim shoes Floorsheim shoes that I bought. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we're done here. I'm just going to finish up my coffee. I got to go talk to a client. I will catch you guys all next week on the next podcast. And uh, until then, this has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation.